What up, Tate Schoolers? Welcome to another great episode of Tate School of Fitness, Fitness Corner Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest, Mr. Jamie Quarles. Jamie is a born and raised in Augusta, Georgia. He is from a family of educators and coaches. Jamie is a collegiate coach right now. He, through the last 10 years, he has raised through the ranks to become a very successful coach. His goal in the future is to become a very successful head coach, and I'm pretty sure that'll be very soon along the way at his trajectory. Uh, Jamie, welcome to the show today, brother. How you doing? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be on the show. Good, man. Good, man. Just though, the people who don't know, um, you had you guys had a heck of a run at the University of Buffalo last year, the tournament, and I wanted to, to before we get there. Give us a little background about your 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 basketball life because basketball has been a part of your life forever. So just give us just a little background about when you started playing. Uh, it, it for sure has, man. I, I grew up in the gym uh, as as young as I could remember, chasing basketballs around. Uh, I knew all the high schools in, in in Richmond County. Every Friday, I was riding the bus with the team, and my dad was coaching at uh, Glen Hills. Uh, I remember you playing at Josie, some of those great mm-hmm. teams you guys had. Yeah. But uh, I grew up in the gym, uh, knew I loved the game. I wanted to play the game as long as I could. And then uh, about halfway through college, realized I wanted to coach the game. Once I finished playing, I wasn't a great player, but I knew I could coach for a while. And and uh, I've kind of used that man as a, as a vessel. And I'm really enjoying it. Uh, had opportunity to, to, to work for some really good coaches. Um, and it, ironically, I, I literally coached my last game at uh, Division Two Augusta State, where I also played. And uh, literally 367 days later, man, uh, after losing my last game, we were in Division Two National Tournament. Uh, 367 days later, I'm sitting on CBS on Sunday afternoon. I never forget it, and I'm helping like run the offense as I'm at University of Buffalo playing against University of Arizona. And it was kind of a surreal feeling, man, and uh, and something I don't take for granted. It's humbling, and uh, I, I just enjoy every step along the way, man. Like basketball has been really good to me. Absolutely, that's a, yeah, that's an amazing story because I remember you uh, being around uh, the YMCA, uh, <laughs> uh, which was uh, awesome. Uh, we used to have some wars, some battles there uh, at the YMCA. Uh, yes, sir. Good times, good times. Uh, your your career at Augusta State, which was a phenomenal career, uh, which which I want to ask you because I sure I'm sure most kids want to go to other. They want to be want to be outside. They don't want to stay at home and go to the home college. Uh, uh, what uh, you know what what have you? But what made you decide to actually stay and play for Augusta State and actually going to a school outside of the city? Oh, it's ironic you say that, man. Uh, growing up, I was a South Carolina State fan. Like I just knew I was going to South Carolina State. Uh, my dad graduated from there uh, in their uh, athletic hall of fame there. So you know, I, I just knew I was going to be a bulldog. Once I got to high school, I, I really wanted to go to Morehouse. I wanted to be a Morehouse man. Mm-hmm. And uh, about halfway through eleventh grade, uh, coach uh, Coach Dip actually just got a job, in. and uh, you know he was interested. He was recruiting me, and uh, I grew up. Uh, Really, Coach Brian and watched me, the athletic director there, and watched me since I was a kid. And so I knew those guys well. And, uh, you know, the possibility of home, staying home, playing in Augusta, where, you know, I love 
people say, oh, I want to get away from, like, I love Augusta, Georgia, man. It made me who I am. Like, I, I love, absolutely love home. And the opportunity afforded itself, man, and uh, I was blessed to uh, to get a scholarship there and, and unbelievable four years of my life. So, uh, you know, I, I really think I, I made a good decision. It's not for everybody. A lot of people can't handle it. And uh, I, I was able to, to enjoy college and have the college experience, but also enjoy still home. And uh, I was able to balance it, and, and I really enjoyed it. I think I, I think I made a great decision. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because um, I can say most most people be trying to get out, but you you really rep for the city, which is, uh, you know, much respect because uh, a lot of people just can't deal with family life and college. So college is a whole new experience anyway um, yep. for all of us. It's a culture shock. Uh, just actually being on your own quotation mark to get to class and nobody's waking you up and all that good stuff. And um, so that was big for you to stay home man, and uh, push through and not only finish four years, but you was there to go stay for six. So you receive your master's, correct? Yep. Yep. It's crazy, man. I tell people all the time, uh, I, I actually went kindergarten through high school and then graduate, undergraduate, and graduate school all within like a, a, a 10 mile radius, man. So yeah. I, I joke about that all the time. Like a lot of people can't handle that. And I didn't think about that until I was, you know, was older and uh, an adult. But yeah, literally kindergarten, CT Walker, all the way through through finishing grad school within a 10 mile radius. So that's a little unique. And a lot, you know, that's not for everybody. But I, I really feel like it's helped shape me to who I am today, man, or who I'm trying to be. Absolutely. That's dope, man. That's dope. You, what, uh, from your experience, actually, uh, uh, playing at Augusta State and, um, learning, what was one of the most, and what was one of the most important things that you learned about yourself through that process? Uh, I, I learned a big lesson in honesty, man. Uh, one thing I really, really enjoy about Dip, and then to this day, yeah, so playing for him for four years, working for him for six years, like, like he taught me a lot about like being honest, being honest with myself. And you know, um, I can recall going to my junior year, like I wanted to be the starting point guard. And we bought in some guards, uh, Daniel Dixon, uh, Kip Small from Columbia. Like they were better than me. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I learned a valuable lesson in that find my role, do it like to the best of my ability, and I'll find a way to help the team win every night. And uh, I, I really. I had a chance to play on some really, really good teams, play with three dudes that are in the top 10 all-time lead scorer in there, go to the national championship game. Like, a, a lot of people that – a lot of really good players come through Augusta State, but, like, only 14 of us can say that we had a chance to play a national championship game. And, uh, and you know, I learned a valuable lesson in finding your role and starring in your role. And, you know, I didn't play a whole, whole lot my senior year like I would have wanted to, but I know that I, I had a big contribution. And any of those guys on that team would tell you I had an important contribution in, in, to our success, and I was fine with that. And I think that really set me up for the next stage in life, to be honest with myself, be honest with the young men that I work with, and, and have them star in, you know, whatever their purpose is on this planet. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Um and that's so big because you are a prime example of life after basketball. Like you have to think after your career, your playing career, that what are you going to do next? Because you transition so smoothly, so easy. What it seemed like for outside looking in, 
but it just was so it was seamless. And a lot of athletes wish that was that was it for them, where they could just transition very smoothly into a role of if it's coaching or just any other um, career where it's not uh, it wasn't as bumpy. But I know it was some challenges along the way because we all have challenges in life. Can you uh, think of something something that actually was challenging from you to go from player to now coach? Uh, one thing that was different was that I was at an age, uh, my first job at Oak Hill Academy, and uh, I was at an age still where you know, I was playing. Six months earlier, not even six months, five months earlier, we were playing a national championship. We were practicing every day, and now all of a sudden uh, I'm the coach. And so, you know, I would want to get out there and practice, and I want to participate, you know, with the gold team guys, I was jumping in, playing pickup with them, and, and that kind of stuff. And and I had to like refocus myself there. Okay, I'm not a player anymore. Like, hmm. like they're relying on me to teach them now to get them prepared for games. And so it it, it took a while to get to to turn over that new leaf because you know I was still in pretty good shape. I could still play, and and I that player in me, that competitiveness, like it, it was at an all time high. Just four months earlier, you know, I was on the team. I was the player. And so really just turning that switch in my head, man, to, okay, now we got to refocus. Now we're starting from the bottom again. Like, I'm a coach. I need to learn. I need to get these guys prepared. And, and I think the second part of that, with it being twofold, was, you know, I thought I was going to get a GA spot at Clemson or some ACC school. I was going to be a GA there for two years, maybe get an op spot, operational spot, be an assistant. Hey, I'm gonna be a head coach, Division One head coach by 31, and that's not how uh, that's not how life works. And uh, that was humbling, and uh, you know, I was at least excited about getting to the workforce. And I, I learned that you know everyone's paths a little different, and uh, taught me a valuable lesson. So the, those bumps and the, and the nose of, oh, nah, we're gonna hire this guy, or hi, we we really like your application, but maybe not the right fit. Like those nose taught me a lot I mean, yeah yeah you uh and I, I mean people who are familiar with basketball we know about the great oak hill so you got to talk about how was that experience at oak hill i mean so many greats have played at oak hill um how was that to be uh involved with that program man i, I tell you what i learned a whole lot about myself i, I did i never forget that summer after graduation i was working at the boys and girls club and uh, Sam Ward, matter of fact, uh, you know, I was striking out, man. I, I worked a ton of camps, and I was trying to find a GA spot. And so Dip had told me, you know, push come to shove. I could come do my graduate work there at Augusta and uh, work with a team. But he really thought it would be more valuable for me to get away and see how someone else does it. And the college thing is just didn't work out, man. And uh, Sam uh, said, man, you need to call Will Avery. Because I remember the other day, Will was talking about up at Oak Hill. They're looking for a red team coach. So uh, Will connected me with uh, Coach Smith, uh, Coach Steve Smith up there. I ended up driving up for an interview, man. Boom, got offered a job a week or so later. Uh, moved up there to the middle of nowhere, man. Uh, it's a very, very rural place. To put it in perspective, man, Walmart is probably like 25, 30 minutes away. You think about from your house right now and your your den, you can probably get four or five Walmarts in 25 minute time. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I went from being a senior in college, living a good life, enjoying it to boom, seven months later, I'm living in Mount Wilson, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I'm by myself and I'm the, the no one else on campus between the age of 21 and 26, really. 
and it was a different experience, man. But I had a chance to uh, to grow and learn a lot about myself. Uh, I had a chance to coach my own team, which was really, really valuable, man. And I, I had a chance to just kind of sit and watch and pick Coach Smith's brains, who's like a, a basketball. He has over a thousand high school wins. Coach, I want to say forty plus NBA guys. So I, I had an unbelievable opportunity, man, that, that I was blessed and fortunate to to take part in, and, and I, I was really, really blessed, man, to have some people go to bat for me. You know, and Will called and gave me that recommendation, and they said, oh, well, you know, we're going to bring him up an interview, and it kind of worked out for me, man. So I, I was really excited. That was an unbelievable opportunity. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, a good old Oak Hill. I mean, so many legends uh, them played, and like say, so many people in the league uh, from that program. So that's a big, big program. So transitioning now to uh, yeah, coaching in the collegiate at the collegiate level. Um, so next was Augusta State, correct? Uh, next was ironically, man, King College. King College. So it's a funny story, backstory, uh, and King is only about a. Uh, 45 minutes from uh, Oak Hill. So King College Vision, they were just going to Vision 2 in Bristol, Tennessee. And uh, I literally worked Clemson's camp, man. Their ops guy, I'm in Augusta. I was, for some reason, over at Richmond Academy. And I get a call, and I'm like, man, Mike Morrell, who he's now actually the head coach at UNC Asheville. So I'm like, why is Mike calling me? Like, maybe he's butt-dialing me. You know, camp was huge. You know, like, he gave me the information, but I, I don't think... I don't know why he'd be calling me, you know. So he says, James, um, I remember, uh, first I want to say, man, you did a great job in camp two weeks ago. Uh, I really appreciate it. I know you said you were looking to get into the collegiate ranks. My favorite boss ever, Coach George Pitts, is, and he was working for Oliver Purnell at the time, who who's a legend. He said, George Pitts is looking for a young minority assistant, and I thought about you, man. And I said, hey, Coach, I'm going to have this guy call you. I called Coach Pitts, drove up to Bristol, and boom, he offered me the job before I left campus. And uh, I, I spent one year there. I think we won 23 games. That was their first year of Division II. Uh, coach Pitts was a legendary high school coach there. Won over like 700 games. Mm. Came over to the collegiate rank side. And uh, boom, I was there for a year, and the job opened at Augusta. And it was kind of a no-brainer. Coach Pitts gave me his blessing, and I was back in Augusta. Nice. Crazy story, man. Yeah. <laughs> One you never year. know who's watching. That's what I tell a lot of young guys that, that kind of hit me up now about, you know, climbing up the coaching ranks. Like, like Mark, uh, he had no reason to do that, man. So, you know, n- never know who who's watching and, and, and what kind of connections they have. So it, it, every day is an interview. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely a way to approach it. You know, because especially in this, this this world of social media, uh, not even not even that. Just when you're doing what you're doing, trust me, somebody's always watching. Somebody's always looking. So you got to make always. sure you're at your best. Always looking. So you got to make sure if you're gonna do it, do it. Give it your all. You know. So that's definitely how I I, I live my life. I'm always putting my passion sure. into what I do. Uh, period. So now we at Augusta Augusta U uh, and. How is it to be back on campus and actually the coach, you know? It was different, man. And, and so I was only three years removed from being a player. So, you know, like uh, a lot of folks that were freshmen when I was there as a player, like 
some people that were on the six, seven-year plan, you know, they, mm-hmm. they were finished out school. They were still there. A lot of the same teachers. And so, you know, I was excited, and it was really easy to kind of flow. I knew how things worked. I, you know, I had paid a lot of attention second semester of my senior year. I was collecting practice plans every day. I, you know, I was on the bench. Coach, maybe we should try X, Y, Z next. And, you know, hey, good call. You know, so I, I was prepared to slide into the role. Uh, I knew I would get a chance to do a lot. From uh, the one thing about Division Two, man, you get to watch the clothes, recruit the players, help call the plays, or drive the bus. You get to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. So you're really well-rounded after the experience. And being at home, man, like, I didn't make a whole lot of money. But I had a chance to get my master's for free, work with a great coach every day. Like, I, I was the, the richest man in the world, man. Yeah. And I, I really felt like I, I wasn't going to work because I, I enjoyed what I what I was doing that much. And at that point, that's when I kind of knew that, like, this is exactly what I want to do for the next 20 years, yeah. doing my time at Augusta. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, you were six years at Augusta University. Uh, a lot of uh, accomplishments, a lot of uh, th- things that was achieved there in that time. And so, how did we end up at the University of Buffalo? Another crazy story, man. All, all, all these stories are crazy. <laughs> I, uh, I, I really, man, I wanted to do two years at Augusta, but I was prepared to do three. Mm-hmm. I knew the master's program took two years, but I was prepared to do three. After year four, year five, we had some great teams. Uh, I learned a whole lot. You know, every year my my uh, responsibility grew and grew and like literally Dibka and I come to practice for the first half of practice like we were going you know I, I was given the, the opportunity to coach basketball and uh, I really wanted the opportunity to coach on the division one level man and every year you know I was this close or ah we end up going with a former player or ah they we're going to go in a different direction I just kind of kept getting those man and it was real frustrating I, you know I thought I was ready uh and it just wasn't working in my favor. And uh, I, I saw, I, I changed my focus, bro. The, the last year that I was there, like I told myself, instead of stressing so much about a Division One job, I'm just going to do everything I can to be ready so that when I have an opportunity, like I know like for a fact I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And I went from like two years of like knowing I was ready and not getting anything to getting two jobs in like six weeks. Mm-hmm. So a buddy of mine, reaches out to me and he's like, oh man, my man in Nichols State, in Thibodeau, Louisiana. I had never been to Louisiana, man. Looking for assistant. He definitely wants to hire a young guy that can kind of up and move. I get a buddy pass from my friend, fly out there. It's like 45 minutes from New Orleans. And uh, I sit down with Richie Riley, who's now the coach at uh, South Alabama. Richie doesn't know me. First time we ever met. Spent a day and a half with him. And he offered me the job. He said, man, I normally don't do this, but like I, I think this is going to be good. Uh, he offered me the job. I'm excited. Fly back here, pack my car up, drive to Thibodeau, Louisiana. I'm there six weeks, man. Job opens at Buffalo. Um, I knew I had a little experience with Buffalo. My buddy and I was on staff. They had two NBA guys in the in the third assistant spot previously, and I'm like, man, I can't. Like, hey, I wasn't even a good player at Augusta State. Like, I can't follow Lindsey Hunter and Danielle Marshall. Mm-hmm. And uh, boom, next thing you know, I'm a serious candidate for the job. And uh, Richie, my coach at uh, – so I, I, I never coached a game at Nickel State. I was there for about six weeks. But he was unbelievable about, you know, he said, man, you, you have to take the opportunity. It's a bigger league. It's more exposure. Drive back to to Augusta. Add a few more things to the trunk, including a winter coat. And I drive up to Buffalo 
So literally on Monday, I'm working in Nichols. On Thursday, I start working in Buffalo, man. And wow. boom, I get there, have have a chance to be a part of the two most successful years in school history. And, uh, and it was an unbelievable experience, man. It, so far, it's been an unbelievable experience. Hoping to keep that, uh, you know, keep it going. And I'm excited. And I, I really enjoy it, man. Yeah, yeah. That's, that is that is dope. Because you guys had a, a very deep run last year. Uh, could you tell us about uh, people who are not familiar? How deep you got? How deep the run was, and what was the feeling? What was your what was going on when March Madness was happening last year for you? Man, it, it's funny because my first year here, we made the tournament. We upset Arizona, and so we had all, most of all those guys coming back, with the exception of one kind of top seven guy. And so going into last year, like it wasn't like, oh man, we're gonna upset some people. It was like we're gonna make a run in tournament. Like that, that was our goal. It wasn't. We opened up at uh, West Virginia, and it wasn't like, man, let's try to go upset them. It was like we're going to Morgantown to win the game. You know, it wasn't. It was no more the underdog. And uh, I think that having that mindset really helped us. And uh, man, we we ended up having a great run. Uh, we were on national TV for I think eight weeks straight. Got as high as uh, 12th in the country, national rankings. Uh, won the conference tournament. Won the regular season, got to the NCAA tournament, and uh, beat Arizona State in the first round, which ironically, uh, Bobby Hurley, who's the coach at Arizona State, the Duke legend, was the previous coach here at Buffalo. Mm. So, uh, you know, that was yeah. a great win. And uh, we matched up against Texas Tech in the second round. Offense went a little cold on us, and they beat us. Mm. And uh, Texas Tech, you know, ended up playing a national championship game. Yeah. So, no, we we marked we we really wanted to get to the Sweet Sixteen, at uh, but it was an unbelievable year, probably the most successful year in MAC conference history, and so it was a blessing to be a part of it, man. It was uh, you know, I kind of looked around. I I never ever took a moment of it for granted because I knew where I came from. You know, I knew two seasons earlier, like I'm driving the vans when we go to Francis Marion and it's a hundred people there. And so, uh, you know, I, every single day that I come to work now, like, I, I enjoy that I get to just coach basketball, especially on this level. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, that is so, so cool. Because, of course, I was watching along the way, and I'm DMing you and letting you know I ain't want to bother, ain't want to throw you off your game last year. Nah, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, because I thought that was just, you know, to see someone from your hometown. I mean, you we're, we're brothers. You're like my little brother. That is just amazing, man. Amazing journey. I appreciate you, man. And that, and that, that like, warms my heart, man. When I, we were on TV a while, and boom, I get a text from you or a DM, like, hey, boy, I saw you on TV. Like, yeah. like I really, really uh, enjoy that. It makes me go harder, man. Yeah, I, I know that uh, people rooting for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. want you to be great, you know, um, definitely. Uh, I, I got to say, uh, before I let you go, where do you see yourself in the not, the next five years? You know, if things pan out the way that you think it's going to pan out, what do you think you'll be in the next five years? Hopefully, I, I have an opportunity to be a head coach. Now, I won't just say head coach. I heard, I heard Shaka Smart say that your goal is to be a successful head coach. Uh, so, that you know, that's my ultimate goal, man. Uh, I'm not sure on what level. Uh, hopefully, on, on the collegiate level in some capacity. And uh, just trying to uh, prepare myself for that while doing the best that I, I can possibly do as an assistant, you know. And uh, hoping it's really hard to get an opportunity to be a head coach. 
and it's it's really really hard to get an opportunity to be a head coach as a uh, as a brother. It's yeah. harder. Yeah. And so just trying to uh, prepare myself, and hopefully uh, the opportunity presents itself one day that I'm ready, and, and I do a good job of it. So that's the five year plan. Oh, that's dope, and I'm sure you'll get it, man. I'm sure you get it. Uh, for people who uh, may want to contact or follow you or follow your journey, where can that for what is your social? What is your uh, social media handles where they can follow you? Oh man, yeah, they can follow me on uh, Instagram. Uh, I'm simple at Jamie Quarles, uh, my first and last name J A M I E Q A R L E S, and on Twitter um, at U B Coach J. Okay. And uh, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, yeah. All right. Always, man. And good luck. Best of luck. Uh, now, uh, uh, moving to uh, every week I give a book suggestion, but actually I'm not going to even give a book suggestion. I'm going to say that uh, if you can actually call a loved one um, and tell them how much you love them. Uh, that's okay. important. That's important. Make sure you call. It's so much going on right now that we, we need each other. And we need to stop acting like we don't. So just reach out to somebody you haven't talked to maybe in a while and just tell them uh, to be truthful. Be honest. Um, be honest about how you feel about them. Be honest about what's going on with you and talk. Uh, sometimes just talking through simple things, uh, it goes a very, very long way. Um, so make sure you reach out to somebody and just tell them how much you care about them. Um, just because. Just do that this week, man. Uh, we got to make sure we take care of each other. Uh, as far as things going on with us, it's here at Tate School of Fitness. You all know every Wednesday, we do have uh, Wellness Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Free Zoom workout class. Just join, click the link in the uh, bio on our Instagram pages, Tate School of Fitness, Tate School of Fitness 1, uh, Tate School of Fitness uh, Fitness Corner Podcast has a page as well. Just check it out, click the link. Uh Every Friday, we drop a new episode of Tate School of Fitness Fitness Corner Podcast at 3 p.m. So check it out. Make sure that you guys uh, keep stay informed. Stay stay with it. Um, we hope that you enjoy what we're doing. We're going to keep pressing on as long as we can until you guys tell us to stop. You know, this uh, this platform is here to learn in uh, from different people and from different spaces and different areas and see what they're up to and see what they are about. And we hope that you guys are really enjoying this because we're going to keep it moving. Um, also, the cooking show is dropping this Sunday, Fresh Start Sundays. Uh, check it out. Check it out. Uh, we, are, we are filming that, uh, editing that thing up and going to get it out. It should premiere this Sunday at 12 p.m. on our YouTube page, Tate School of Fitness. Everything is Tate School of Fitness. Check it out. It's quick vegan meals under our that you can cook, uh, healthy meals that you can throw together and feed the fam, you know? So hopefully you guys enjoy that. As always, I want to say thank you for all of your support and have a very fit day.